Welcome to the Bible 365 podcast, delivering God's word to you every day, walking with fellow Christians through the entire Bible in one year. Each book of the Bible is read by a different member of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church in Edmond, Oklahoma, bringing new voices to a timeless story. Let's hear God's word for today. First Chronicles chapter 10. The Philistines fought against Israel, and Israel's men fled from them. Many were killed on Mount Gilboa. The Philistines pursued Saul and his sons and killed his sons Jonathan, Abinadab, and Malchishua. When the battle intensified against Saul, the archers spotted him and severely wounded him. Then Saul said to his armor-bearer, Draw your sword and run me through with it, or these uncircumcised men will come and torture me. But his armor-bearer would not do it because he was terrified. Then Saul took his sword and fell on it. When his armor-bearer saw that Saul was dead, he also fell on his own sword and died. So Saul and his three sons died, his whole house, together. When all the men of Israel in the valley saw that the army had fled and that Saul and his sons were dead, they abandoned their cities and fled. So the Philistines came and settled in them. The next day, when the Philistines came to strip the slain, they found Saul and his sons dead on Mount Gilboa. They stripped Saul, cut off his head, took his armor, and sent messengers throughout the land of the Philistines to spread the good news to their idols and the people. Then they put his armor in the temple of their gods and hung his skull in the temple of Dagon. When all of Jabesh-Gilead heard everything the Philistines had done to Saul, all their brave men set out and retrieved the body of Saul and the bodies of his sons and brought them to Jabesh. They buried their bones under the oak in Jabesh and fasted seven days. Saul died for his unfaithfulness to the Lord because he did not keep the Lord's word. He even consulted a medium for guidance, but he did not inquire of the Lord. So the Lord put him to death and turned the kingdom over to David, son of Jesse. First Chronicles chapter 11 All Israel came together to David at Hebron and said, Here we are, your own flesh and blood. Even previously when Saul was king, you were leading Israel out to battle and bringing us back. The Lord your God also said to you, You will shepherd my people Israel, and you will be ruler over my people Israel. So all the elders of Israel came to the king at Hebron. David made a covenant with them at Hebron in the Lord's presence. And they anointed David king over Israel in keeping with the Lord's word through Samuel. David and all Israel marched to Jerusalem, that is Jebus. The Jebusites who inhabited the land were there. The inhabitants of Jebus said to David, You will never get in here. Yet David did capture the stronghold of Zion, that is, the city of David. David said, Whoever is the first to kill a Jebusite will become chief commander. Joab, son of Zariah, went up first, so he became the chief. Then David took up residence in the stronghold, therefore it was called the city of David. He built up the city all the way around from the supporting terraces to the surrounding parts, and Joab restored the rest of the city. David steadily grew more powerful, and the Lord of armies was with him. The following were the chiefs of David's warriors, who together with all Israel strongly supported him in his reign to make him king according to the Lord's word about Israel. This is the list of David's warriors. Jashobeam, son of Hakamoni, was the chief of the thirty. He wielded his spear against three hundred and killed them at one time. 
After him, Eleazar, son of Dodo, the Ahoite, was one of the three warriors. He was with David at Postamim when the Philistines had gathered there for battle. There was a portion of a field full of barley where the troops had fled from the Philistines, but Eleazar and David took their stand in the middle of the field and defended it. They killed the Philistines, and the Lord gave them a great victory. Three of the thirty chief men went down to David to the rock at the cave of Adullam, while the Philistine army was encamped at the Rephaim Valley. At that time, David was in the stronghold, and a Philistine garrison was at Bethlehem. David was extremely thirsty and said, If only someone would bring me water to drink from the well at the city gate of Bethlehem. So the three broke through the Philistine camp and drew water from the well at the gate of Bethlehem. They brought it back to David, but he refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it out to the Lord. David said, I would never do such a thing in the presence of my God. How can I drink the blood of these men who risk their lives? For they brought it at the risk of their lives, so he would not drink it. Such were the exploits of the three warriors. Abishai, Joab's brother, was the leader of the three. He raised his spear against three hundred men and killed them, gaining a reputation among the three. He was more honored than the three and became their commander, even though he did not become one of the three. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, was the son of a brave man from Kabzeel, a man of many exploits. Benaiah killed two sons of Ariel of Moab, and he went down into a pit on a snowy day and killed a lion. He also killed an Egyptian who was seven and a half feet tall. Even though the Egyptian had a spear in his hand like a weaver's beam, Benaiah went down to him with a staff snatched the spear out of the Egyptian's hand, and then killed him with his own spear. These were the exploits of Benaniah, son of Jehoiada, who had a reputation among the three warriors. He was the most honored of the thirty, but he did not become one of the three. David put him in charge of his bodyguard. The best soldiers were Joab's brother Asahel, Elhanan, son of Dodo of Bethlehem, Shemoth, the Hararite, Helez the Pelonite, Ira, son of Ikesh the Tekelite, Abietzer the Anathite, Sibekai the Hushathite, Eli the Ahoite, Maharai the Natophathite, Heled, son of Bana the Natophathite, Ithai, son of Rebai of Gibeah of the Benjaminites, Benai the Pirathonite, Hurai from the Wadis of Gaash, Abiel the Arbathite, Osmaveth, the Baharumite, Eliaba, the Shaalbonite, the sons of Hashem, the Gizanite, Jonathan, the son of Saji, the Haranite, Ahiam, son of Sakar, the Haranite, Eliphal, son of Ur, Hefer, the Mechorothite, Ahijah, the Pelonite, Hetzro, the Carmelite, Narai, the son of Etzbai, Joel, the brother of Nathan, Mibhar, the son of Hagri, Zelek, the Ammonite, Naharai, the Beerothite, the armor-bearer for Joab, son of Zeruiah, Ira, the Ithrite, Gareb, the Ithrite, Uriah, the Hethite, Zabad, son of Ahlai, Adina, son of Sheza, the Reubenite, chief of the Reubenites, and thirty with him, Hanan, son of Ma'akah, Jehoshaphat, the Mithnite, Utziah, the Ashterothite, Shama, and Jeeliel, sons of Hotham, the Aerite, Jediel, son of Shimri, and his brother Joha the Tiziite. 
Eliel the Mahavite, Jeribai and Joshaviah, the sons of Elnaam, Ithmah the Moabite, Eliel, Obed, and Jaasiel the Mezabite. First Chronicles chapter 12. The following were the men who came to David at Ziklag while he was still banned from the presence of Saul, son of Kish. They were among the warriors who helped him in battle. They were archers who could use either the right or the left hand, both to sling stones and shoot arrows from a bow. They were Saul's relatives from Benjamin. Their chief was Ahietzer, son of Shema, the Gibeathite. Then there was his brother Joash, Jeziel and Pelet, sons of Azamethah, Barakah, son of Jehu, the Anathothite, Ishmaiah, the Gibeonite, a warrior among the thirty and a leader over the thirty, Jeremiah, Jehaziel, Joanan, Josephad, the Gedarathite, Eluzah, Jeremoth, Belaliah, Shemariah, Shephathiah, the Herophite, Elkanah, Ishiah, Azarel, Joetzer, and Jashobayam, the Korahites, and Jeola and Zebediah, the sons of Jehoram of Gedor. Some Gadites defected to David at the stronghold in the desert. They were valiant warriors, trained for battle, expert with shield and spear. Their faces were like the faces of lions, and they were swift as gazelles on the mountains. Etzer was their chief. Obadiah second, Eliab third, Mishmanah fourth, Jeremiah fifth, Atai sixth, Eliel seventh, Joanan eighth, Elzabad ninth, Jeremiah tenth, and Machbaniah eleventh. These Gadites were army commanders. The least of them was a match for a hundred, and the greatest of them for a thousand. These are the men who crossed the Jordan in the first month when it was overflowing all its banks and put to flight all in those valleys to the east and to the west. And put to flight all those in the valleys to the east and to the west. Other Benjaminites and men from Judah also went to David at the stronghold. David went out to meet them and said to them, If you have come in peace to help me, my heart will be united with you. But if you've come to betray me to my enemies, even though my hands have done no wrong, may the God of our ancestors look on it and judge. Then the spirit enveloped Amasai, chief of the thirty, and he said, We are yours, David. We are with you, son of Jesse. Peace, peace to you. And peace to him who helps you, for your God helps you. So David received them and made them leaders of his troops. Some Manassites defected to David when he went with the Philistines to fight against Saul. However, they did not help the Philistines because the Philistine rulers sent David away after a discussion. They said, it will be our heads if he defects to his master Saul. When David went to Ziklag, some men from Manasseh defected to him. Adna, Josephad, Jedaliel, Michael, Josephad, Elihu, and Zilathai, chiefs of thousands in Manasseh. They helped David against the raiders, for they were all valiant warriors and commanders in the army. At that time, men came day after day to help David, until there was a great army like an army of God. The numbers of the armed troops who came to David at Hebron to turn Saul's kingdom over to him according to the Lord's word were as follows. From the Judahites, 6,800 armed troops bearing shields and spears. From the Simeonites, 7,100 valiant warriors ready for war. From the Levites, 4,600, in addition to Jehoiada, leader of the house of Aaron, 
with 3,700 men, and Zadok, a young, valiant warrior, with 22 commanders from his ancestral family. From the Benjaminites, the relatives of Saul, 3,000. Up to that time, the majority of the Benjaminites maintained their allegiance to the house of Saul. And the Ephraimites, 20,800 valiant warriors who were famous men in their ancestral families. From the half-tribe of Manasseh, 18,000 designated by name to come and make David king. From the Issacharites, who understood the times and knew what Israel should do, 200 chiefs with all their relatives under their command. From Zebulun, 50,000 who could serve in the army, trained for battle with all kinds of weapons of war, with one purpose, to help David. From Naphtali, 1,000 commanders accompanied by 37,000 men with shield and spear. From the Danites, 28,600 trained for battle. From Asher, 40,000 who could serve in the army trained for battle. From across the Jordan, from the Reubenites, Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, 120,000 men equipped with all the military weapons of war. All these warriors, lined up in battle formation, came to Hebron wholeheartedly determined to make David king over all Israel. All the rest of Israel was also of one mind to make David king. They spent three days there eating and drinking with David, for their relatives had provided for them. In addition, their neighbors from as far away as Issachar, Zebulun, and Naphtali came and brought food on donkeys, camels, mules, and oxen, abundant provisions of flour, fig cakes, raisins, wine, and oil, herds, and flocks. Indeed, there was joy in Israel. Galatians chapter 2 Then, after fourteen years... I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas, taking Titus along also. I went up according to a revelation and presented to them the gospel I preach among the Gentiles, but privately to those recognized as leaders. I wanted to be sure I was not running, and had not been running, in vain. But not even Titus, who was with me, was compelled to be circumcised, even though he was a Greek. This matter arose because some false brothers had infiltrated our ranks to spy on the freedom we have in Christ Jesus in order to enslave us. But we did not give up and submit to these people for even a moment, so that the truth of the gospel would be preserved for you. Now from those recognized as important, what they once were makes no difference to me. God does not show favoritism. They added nothing to me. On the contrary, They saw that I had been entrusted with the gospel for the uncircumcised, just as Peter was for the circumcised. Since the one at work in Peter for an apostleship to the circumcised was also at work in me for the Gentiles. When James, Cephas, and John, those recognized as pillars, acknowledged the grace that had been given to me, they gave the right hand of fellowship to me and Barnabas, agreeing that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. They asked only that we would remember the poor, which I had made every effort to do. But when Cephas came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face, because he stood condemned, for he regularly ate with the Gentiles before certain men came from James. However, when they came, he withdrew and separated himself, because he feared those from the circumcision party. Then the rest of the Jews joined his hypocrisy, so that even Barnabas was led astray by their hypocrisy. 
But when I saw that they were deviating from the truth of the gospel, I told Cephas in front of everyone, If you, who are a Jew, live like a Gentile and not like a Jew, how can you compel Gentiles to live like Jews? We are Jews by birth, and not Gentile sinners. And yet, because we know that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ, even we ourselves have believed in Christ Jesus. This was so that we might be justified by faith in Christ, and not by the works of the law, because by the works of the law no human being will be justified. But if we ourselves are also found to be sinners, while seeking to be justified by Christ, is Christ then a promoter of sin? Absolutely not. If I rebuild those things that I tore down, I show myself to be a lawbreaker. For through the law I died to the law, so that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died for nothing. This has been the Bible 365 Podcast, a production of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church and School in Edmond, Oklahoma, in collaboration with Cinematic Waves, TV and film post-production studios. The Christian Standard Bible is copyright 2017 by Holman Bible Publishers, used by permission. Having heard the word for today, may the same Holy Spirit who inspired Scripture now inspire faith in you to live each day as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Love God love one another, and love your neighbor.